Hello, podcast community. This is Three Questions Podcast. My name is Cam King. I appreciate you guys listening to this. This is episode number 33. We're cruising and I'm recording a couple episodes of questions that people have submitted this afternoon. And there's some good ones. I'm looking at them here. So the three questions we're going to go over today. Number one, are there opportunities to include others in your routine without feeling like they're impeding? Number two, how do I stop doom scrolling? Number three, when should you get out of bed if you wake up in the middle of the night? These questions were submitted anonymously. If you want to submit more questions, you can do it over Instagram or email threequestionspodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into them right after the break. Cool. Welcome back. Three questions podcast. I just read the questions. This is episode 33. I want to take one minute to give a huge shout out to Howie at Appenite. Appenite is a series of companies, but they have a platform called Ads Sciences that runs the best campaigns for Meta. That is Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp. And their campaigns, I've seen clients grow their, just grow exponentially by working with Howie. And I am wor- working with him on getting a couple campaigns set up for myself and a few other things for CK Collective as it relates to that. But I'll get into into that stuff at the end of these three questions, and I want to get right into question number one. So let's go ahead. Question number one, what are some, oh, excuse me, are there opportunities to include others in your routine without feeling like they're impeding? So I love this question, and I have a feeling which one of my clients submitted this because we went over this. And During that session, I asked my client what he meant by feeling like somebody was was impeding. And he felt like the things that he was doing by clearing his morning schedule were an impediment to his wife. He felt like his wife was more pissed that he was doing all of these things for himself. And she wanted to start doing them with him so that she didn't feel ignored in the morning. And that was a precarious situation to, to sort of do it. But I'm before I answer that question specifically, I am just going to say, right, your routine should be your routine. Okay. If your routine includes others, that's, that's not part of your routine. Yes. Seeing your kids. Yes. Speaking nice to your coworkers, making time for your family. Those, those should be routine things, but those shouldn't need scheduling. I think the things that you do for your routine should really be rewritten as the things that I do for myself with, with myself. I really don't like incorporating others into what I would deem as me time, because that me time is meant for me to recharge me and not to have other people plug into my energy. So I, I would, I'm going to take a hard stance on this and say, no, I don't think there are opportunities to include others in your routine without feeling like they're impeding. I think they are impeding if they're going into things like your routine, right? And if your routine, your self-care routine, I love the 2020 method from the 5am club because they say, wake up for 20 minutes. You know, you can exercise for 20 minutes, meditate for 20 minutes, and then read or learn something or journal for another 20 minutes. And I don't really care what it is that you in particularly do for those 20 minutes a piece. But I think in the morning, you need to not look at your phone and you need to spend time checking in with yourself. Hey, how are my energy levels? What are the things that I need to do today? 
Meditation is really just allowing your brain to not do anything for a certain amount of time so that it can reorganize the stuff in terms of priorities. And priorities has been an overblown word, but your, Sadie, sorry, my dog's making sound. I would say your priorities should absolutely be for you. They don't include any anybody else. Hey, what are you doing? Your priorities 110% need to be focused on the things that help get you from zero to 100 when you first wake up in the morning. If you have a nightly routine as well, whether that's journaling, whether it's meditating, whatever that includes, you also need to focus there and just do those things by yourself. When you do these things by yourself, it allows you to become better for others. Okay. And when you actually include others in your routine, like say you want your partner to meditate with you or you want your partner to exercise with you in the morning, I don't think that necessarily becomes part of your routine. Because if you take your routine and now you're projecting that onto somebody else, it's not just your routine. Now that's you and somebody else's routine. So if that works for them, that's totally fine. Maybe your routine is getting up and going to the gym or going across it. That's fine, but keep it your routine. If you and your partner want to create something new together, that's fine, but find some common ground. Don't bring somebody completely over to your side of the fence and expect them to like everything that you're doing, right? Or to have the same results. That's just, that's inefficient. So that's really all, all I have for that question. Pretty light and simple. I'm going to reset the clock and we're going to go to question number two. Question number two. How do I stop doom scrolling? And everybody's guilty of this, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and our emails, just forums. We scroll and we scroll and we scroll and we scroll. And I don't think there's been a longer generation, a, a, a more precarious generation that has succumbed to scrolling than the latest one. I think some of the stuff I see teenagers constantly when I'm out in public are just scrolling, just swiping on their phone, just looking and looking and looking and looking. And it's it's getting bad. I thought it was bad a couple of years ago. I did not expect it to be this bad, but people doom scroll like it's their job. So how do you stop doom scrolling? Number one, you don't have the app on your phone. Stop having the apps on your phone. I get why you have them, but all of these apps can and should be available on desktop. Okay. So I don't, I try my best not to doom scroll. I get sucked into it like everybody else. I'm not above the law or above anybody on this one. But for me, I, the best way for me to do it is I delete the apps, Reddit available on the web, Twitter available on the web. So now I use those things. Okay. Instagram DMS, when I need a break from whatever it is that I am doing, typically it's on the hour, right? That, you know, 250 or 350, I'll take 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes, and I'll scroll and I'll look and then I'll get back to work when I am doing stuff. That's like my little treat time. Okay. I keep that for the very top part of the pyramid. And then I just limit it to five or 10 minutes and just say, hey, go wild brain, right? Like get all the dopamine you can in five to 10 minutes because we're going back to this other thing in, in 10 minutes. And that takes consistency and discipline over time. But not having Snapchat on your phone, not having Facebook, not having Instagram not having Twitter, Reddit, TikTok on your phone, start there. You want to save yourself time, stop doom scrolling. You need to just delete the apps. Doesn't mean you delete your accounts. Doesn't mean you you go ghost. Maybe part of your job includes that. But if you have the apps on your phone, inevitably you will doom scroll and you won't even realize it. And that is, it is such a time waster. It is a killer of motivation. It is a killer of desire. And it just rewards you for doing literally nothing. 
So when you look and you go on all of these things, right, you're just getting free hits of dopamine left and right because you see red notifications everywhere, right? Think about every single one of these apps. They all have red notifications. Red is a color of desire. It beckons more dopamine. Dopamine wants more dopamine. The more dopamine you have, the harder it is to get fresh new dopamine. And the more of it you need to feel the same effects as it previously had for you, okay? Quick reference, 100 years ago, we now get more dopamine hits in a day than those guys did in a whole month or a year even, okay? So when they would go into a saloon and you know get a glass of whiskey and hear somebody playing the piano and see a pretty girl, that felt amazing to them, okay? That was probably like heroin. Now we get so much more dopamine in a day than those guys did in an entire year, okay? So your ancestors' human uh, evolution has not evolved to the point where we can handle as much dopamine as we're being given. And these happiness engineers, these notification engineers at all these big tech companies, they've known this for decades now, and they've been preying on you. So if you can beat that little habit, if you can understand that, understand that little cycle, you can stop doom scrolling. Also, just use it as a reward, okay? The internet is great. Social media is great, but use it as a reward after you do some productive stuff. Say, hey, I'm going to record two podcasts, and then I'll allow myself to go scroll for 10 minutes. That is a very efficient way to do it. Just delete the apps off your phone, okay? Hitting four minutes for that podcast, or excuse me, that question. I'm going to go to question number three. When should you get out of bed if you wake up in the middle of the night? So this is a great question. I know who submitted this question as well. So if you wake up in the middle of the night, it's because your cortisol, right? The stress response hormone has spiked and it means your circadian rhythm is off. If you don't know what a circadian rhythm is, I highly recommend that you Google that. You can try to spell it. I'll let you work through it. And when you check out what your circadian rhythm does and typically the time that it peaks, you'll understand that cortisol is released at its highest peak in the morning, right? Which means that you feel kind of the, the most amount of stress or you wake up typically because you have a high level of cortisol or your cortisol peaks past a certain other level that I forget what it's called, but that's a point where you, where you wake up, where your cortisol intercepts another line. And that's an important line. I should probably look this up, but I have been waking up at, you know, 2.30, 2.20 and then like 3.15 and 3.30, and then like, you know, 4.14, and I'm like, what is going on? So I recently looked into this because I was waking up in the middle of the night, and it's always so difficult to get out of bed because when you wake up in the middle of the night, guess what? Your heart is also racing, and you don't know why. Maybe you're having a bad dream. Maybe you're stressed out about money or something at work, or you're leaving for a big trip, and you want to make sure that you have everything, or you're just worried about someone, okay? This has been happening to me lately because I have a very, very busy, challenging summer coming up. And for me, it has been waking me up and keeping me up for a certain amount of time. So to answer the original question, when should you get out of bed if you wake up in the middle of the night? I personally think it's right away. If you wake up in the middle of the night, eyes wide open, I think you should get up, try to take a piss, get some water. And then I always, always do this. I sit down and I just close my eyes and I'll try and meditate put my back against the bed, put my back against the wall, and I just chill. I literally let whatever it needs to get out, just, just get out, okay? And I will sit there for 5, 10, 15 minutes. Sometimes I'll time it on my watch, sometimes I won't. But until I feel my head start bobbing to the point where my body is like actually calm down, you just take deep breaths through the nose, out through the mouth, right? 
typically five to 10 minutes, and then I'm getting right back into bed and I can fall asleep right away. Okay. The other thing I'll recommend to you, if you're watching on YouTube, magnesium citrate. I take two of those capsules before I go to bed, about an hour or two. It works better than melatonin. Okay. I take those, I'll drink water, uh, you know, about an hour, half an hour before I go to bed. And I also stretch. If I stretch, I do one minute static hold stretching for about 15 to 20 minutes. If I can do that, I sleep so much easier. If my body is limber, when I go to bed, I get all the stress out. My muscles feel relaxed and I fall asleep so much faster, like 10 times faster. I, I promise you it's pretty amazing. So I'll leave that at that. Get out of bed right away, stretch, meditate, you know, right. If you need to, whatever is stressing you out, I feel like you need to address that thing. And if you can dress, address it right there, totally fine. If you get up at three 30 and you're like, fuck it, I'm going to get three hours of work done right now. If that suits you totally fine, power through the day, go to bed the next night, sleep 10 hours the next night. You'll be fine. Most productive people, most successful people that I know they're sleeping between five and a half to like seven hours max. They don't sleep eight hours a night. So if you want to be a high achiever, high producer, I think you need to find a sweet spot for you in terms of like sacrificing a little bit of sleep to get more done. But the guys that are getting sub five hours in terms of sleep, that's you're, you're, you're killing yourself. You, you need sleep. So if you have more sleep questions, uh, dopamine questions, doom scrolling, or just including others in your routine questions, please submit those to three questions, podcast at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, you can comment the questions. I will record these into my hopper that spits them out randomly. Uh, you can also submit them anonymously. Even if you want to just um, submit them on the website, you can go to ckcollective.co and find the podcast tab, submit the questions there. I love when people do that because people submit some really good questions on the website. Also, you can reach me for personal sessions. I have one open spot on ckcollective.co. I just upped my rates. So I'm going to do a last call for discounted rates uh, for the summer to start in the fall. After that, uh, sessions are going to go up to 75 bucks a piece. And then if you buy packages of 10, 20, 30, um, sessions, you're going to get a discount of 10, 20, 30%, et cetera, et cetera. And it goes on, right? So check that out. If you have any questions, you know how to reach me and then CMO for hire. If you're looking to grow your company, build your company in the next year or more, I'm your guy, uh, go to the CMO for hire tab and read more about that product. And then lastly, Artimea, A-R-T-I-M-A-I. A-H, Artimea.com. That is live now. I just purchased the domain. Bunch of cool canvas art, things that I'm creating using Photoshop, AI-generated imagery. And really just, um, you know, it's sort of a, another creative passion project for me. I'm going to make some apparel too. So if you have questions, suggestions, comments, concerns, or custom item products and requests, you can go over there. You can also follow it on Instagram. But all the links should be down below in any of these descriptions, wherever you're watching it. I appreciate you guys as always. And we're on to episode number 34 in the next one. See ya.